Peace. This is the Ask Your Old Head Podcast with Justice Raji. I'm here with my guest, Brenton Mock. Yes. Peace. I, and I asked <laughs> the you former with, J. Cobb, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> I asked you with the catches. <laughs> I'm used to addressing you as B or, you know what I mean, not your full name. B Mock. People yeah. still call me B Mock. So. I know, yeah, yeah. I wondered if somebody goes to the Google and they, oh, you know, they look fair at point. B. Fair point. SEO. Mock, they might. Find any other number of people, but not yeah, you. Some, so, yeah, some, um, yeah. So, a lot better be mocks out there. Yes, they, sir. Yeah. Well, but. I don't know if they better. They just be mocks. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. Yeah. Indeed. Well, thank you for joining me. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'm uh, flattered. So, so to get us started, any anyone that you just want to give reverence, respect, thanks to, or props to on the air before we get rolling. Just always want to take advantage of the opportunity to give props to my father. You know. Props to the, to my dad, right. who's you know been there for me my whole life, so can't give him props enough. Right. Yeah. Um, cool. So, I'm to the first question. So, <laughs> uh, can you share with me just a standard or a principle, something that you apply to your life um, that you think is uh, important to how you move uh, through the world as a man? Um, I uh, I can say that I mean one principle. That I that I picked up over the last I want to say five years that I had to actually practice myself into was trying to achieve having balance between work life and family life for the most part a little bit of me life in there not really but definitely like work and family um, and this was something that you know I was really bad at throughout my career as a journalist. Um, you know, I mean, people kind of talk about work-life balance and, it, you know, it's a, I think it's a buzzword for a lot of people, um, you know, cause it's really hard <laughs> to, to really, you know, discipline your schedule in a way that like, you're definitely like giving as much time as, as, as you can to both for the part, you know, all of the parties that you're accountable to, but without kind of like short shrifting one. Um, so, I mean, I was the kind of person who I really worked at like almost a, a suicidal rate, like, you know, like working late at night to, you know, getting up very early in the morning and not really having a lot of time and bandwidth and energy to do nothing with family after that. And, um, you know, I just had to recognize that, like, this isn't really sustainable, especially if you want to keep a family. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So yeah, I've been. I just like I said, I've been like actively practicing my way into just kind of really making sure I'm carving out time for everything. Is there is there any particular or even just one technique you could share about like keeping that balance? Something that that you do when you you know either yeah some something that some part of that just a little piece. Yeah, um, I mean one is. You know, thank God for these devices and where, you know, our calendar apps and all of that where you can, like, really plan, um, you know, you can just kind of really be organized when you're planning. But also, like, now, like, it's really ingrained in me that, like, if somebody invites me somewhere, you know, whether that's, like, a party tonight or invite me to come visit your city six months from now or whatever, like, I got I check in with the family, right. <laughs> you know, like, is it, is it okay if I do this? Like, 
do we, you know, like I, I try to figure out like what I'm missing mm-hmm. if I did do it, kind of like what we, what you and I were talking about earlier yeah, before yeah. this, but but like you know, I mean, and that probably seems like a real common sense to do, but thing to do. But I didn't used to do that. Yeah. Like if somebody invited me somewhere, I'm like, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. Um, or if you know, committing to a project or a work project, yeah. you know, without like really sitting down and thinking like okay like how is this going to affect my time over this period am I going to have time to take my son to basketball games am I going to be able to go with my wife to wherever she needs me to go to like if I don't think about any of that then it just you know it won't happen right. <clears throat> and you asked me let me know if this is accurate because I was in a conversation uh, I guess earlier this week uh, with someone just around like journalism or like when a, a, a article or some sort is written, you know, a part of a, a project or what have you, mm-hmm. that, you know, and you can let me know, because I think this ties in there, that a part of getting to whatever story that you write is is a collecting and kind of organizing, organizing the data and your sources and who you talk to and, and when. Um, and that seems like something that could be hard to pin to a, a nine to five schedule. You know I mean, in terms Bro, of like, there's what, no nine to five. <laughs> there's still no nine to five schedule. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, like, because you don't, you know, if you need to talk to somebody, you may not get. You got to talk to them when you when you can get them. Yeah. Times right. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's um, I, and I still try to control for that. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah. I mean, some people they're not available for an interview until the evening. Yeah. Sometimes they sometimes they can't talk um until over the weekend. Yeah. And um. You know, I'm I'm very judicious about yeah. even that. You know, like it, because you know, I I do a hard close on my computer. My computer shuts off at six. You send me an email, whatever. Like if it's not going to like my personal email that yeah. like goes to my watch, <laughs> like I'm not. I, I don't even know how to check my work email account <laughs> on some of my devices, and that's on purpose because I'm trying to guard time. Yeah. You know, um, but you know. It, if it's a really important story or you're a very hard to reach person, you know, like I ain't gonna tell Oprah, like, you know, we gotta talk before <laughs> six or, you know, too bad, you know, Sorry. like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, but, but not to say that, like, if you're not Oprah, you know, well, you know, sucks to be you, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but I still kind of just gotta evaluate, you know, what my deadline is, what, you know, like, is it an interview that I could wait till the following morning or mm-hmm. till Monday or, um, and it also requires me like getting as much done as possible between um, a certain set of hours, right. you know, so, so that I can protect that time. That's yeah. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> um, so, second question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I think we probably will reach back. Uh, relationships broadly defined. Is there something um, that you do differently, or do you do do you? There's something that you've learned mm-hmm. that you do differently now than you may have done um, as a younger man at other times in your life. Hmm. Like for the better or for the worse? <laughs> for <laughs> let's go for the better. Let's go for the better. Um. Well, I mean, all this stuff is subjective. Um. I mean, I've learned to set boundaries better in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, particularly, I'm well, I'm talking about like friend relationships. Yeah. Um, let me put my wife to the side for a minute. Um, no boundaries with my wife, <laughs> but like That's with it. friends, you know, 
I don't know. I mean, I I was a dude who, um, you know, like you were talking about with your family and friends back in New Jersey. You know, I got family and friends back in Harrisburg, you know, that I grew up with since a pup. And, yeah. you know, I had a very, you know, no board, no boundaries relationship with a lot of them, yeah. you know. So I, I took them with all the good and all the bad, you know, because that's what friends do, you yeah. know. Um, but, you know, that <laughs> one that could take a toll on you and or it took a toll on me, um, just kind of absorbing and trying to be there for for everyone yeah. as 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 much as possible, um, and, you know, can be a little taxing, and that is the tax on a relationship, yeah. right? That's what you accept. But you know, as your responsibilities, you know, expand, you know, it's just you know, trying to learn how to set up boundaries um, such that, like, my friends know they could come to me for certain things, but if it's something. You know, how do I say this without incriminating people on the podcast? I would <laughs> say if it's let me let me let me try. You let me know if yeah. I land a plane. If being supportive for you would expose me to risks that could take me away from my family, or even expose my family, family to risk, then I might not be able to assist you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean it. It I, it's not that serious yeah. for every case but you know some of them it is and in, in others it's like in, in others it's like you know it's it's also me trying to kind of guide my I mean guard my my mind you know like if you know if I, I got a lot of male friends that are single you know and they they think and talk like men who are single you know um a lot of them yeah. who you know and there's nothing wrong necessarily with that but you know when you're married there's only so much male single energy you can absorb yeah, without yeah. it starting to feel a little, you know, you don't want to, you know, you know, you're married. So. Yeah, I understand. So, yeah. you know, you just kind of got to set up boundaries, be like, yo, okay, I understand, but like, that ain't something that I want to talk about. So, yeah, I don't want to go there um, with you right now. Yeah, right? so, and, you know, for better or worse, for some friends, I I think, and I'll talk with, you know, my male friends particularly, I think with some, with a lot of them, it made our relationship healthier. <clears throat> some of them, like, they only wanted to be friends if, you know, if you we, could, uh, if I come in the mud with them. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> you, so, you could be a party to the shenanigans. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? So, you know, <clears throat> I don't, you know, I'm not, that's not something I could just shrug off. You know, I have, you know, your friends are your friends, but, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, it's, yeah, and that's, I mean, Growing I think pain decisions, that's know. the, um, you know, I, I would say the, uh, the the reality of figuring out what's important to you and, you know, that the people that you may have known for most of your life, who you might, and you love and you care about. Right. Over there. Um, <laughs> when you realize, like, you know, you feel that tension of, like, I don't really want to go do be be with y'all right now, not like in a mad way. I just want to be someplace else. Yeah, and then you tell you know somebody got like, hey man, now I'm gonna take a pass on this one. Yeah, and and you know when you're younger, you may be fearful that you're not holding up the relationship by right. always being available. Right, and then you realize like, no, actually, sometimes I be like, nah, I'm not coming outside. Y'all go, cool. y'all go ahead. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? That's peace. Right? Yeah. Um, is there? Nobody wants to be Sharif and. uh what is it, menace to society? 
Oh, yeah. Let me out the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll go at the. Uh, forget his name, but yeah. The, the, the Muslim dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sharif, they did that too in Minute Society, didn't they? I thought about that. Or Boys in the Hood. Maybe it was Boys both in the Hood, them. they let, uh, you know, what's name gets out the car? Cuba Gooden Jr.'s character. Yeah, but yeah. But Sharif yeah. did something too, or wait. Sharif, well. He either got kicked out the car or he. Or he got out the car, yeah. but he knew he didn't want to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with around the. But Sharif got shot at the end of that minute, though, didn't he? He did get shot. Man, that's messed up. Man. I'm blending. I'm blending all. That's the, okay. That's a sad ending, man. Together. That was a rough. That was a rough ending. I just recently watched Boys in the Hood with my son because he, you know, I thought about it. I was like, you never really watched it, so let me, you know, let me put it on. It was, and he, he enjoyed it, and we, you know, we had good rousing conversation about yeah you know, various you know parts of that from. Miniature points like when the um the individual that was addicted to crack tried to steal the chain, and they, you know they lumped him up, and he was like, "Why would he do that?" I was like, "Well, son, that's what drugs do when you when you're in addiction." Yeah, this seems like you could Cause get away. You, to do something. you yeah. might like I could get away with this. It's like you know a rational yeah. mind would say you can't do this, but a drug my drug addicted mind might go. You might you might, might get away with this. I, I got a chance. You know what I'm saying? And then when there's no chance, the other parts of it, he um. Just around like decision making and and like the you know the the, the violence and things in the movie. He's, yeah, you know we had a good conversation. Which you know, it's you know with him being eighty years now, it's different than when he was a kid. So it's been kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. Um. Ooh, so third question. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's just uh, really important to you right now in your world? Um. What's, I mean, what's really important to me is is being an example to my son. Um, you know, just making sure that he, you know, that he at least sees and and can experience, like, um, you know, his father working, which is something that I, you know, I did with my father sometimes, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, like now, like, you know, drag him to one of my interviews or <laughs> meetings or something. You know, he don't want to be there, but like, I didn't want to be there when my dad was dragging me, whatever. And yeah. I kind of appreciate these things now that I'm older. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's just really, you know, I hated this word when I was growing up role model. Um, mm-hmm. not, it's still not my favorite word, but like, I feel like I got to be that. Mm-hmm. For my son, at the very least, and you know, like doing that requires me just kind of <laughs> it really causes you to modify your behavior. <laughs> a lot of things that come natural to you, which might not be the most civilized way to respond to things, like you know, got to monitor, <laughs> right. re- readjust my my settings, but in a good way, you know. Yeah. Like I think it, you know, just makes you a better person. You know. Yeah, I think um, theory. Yeah. So something that happened earlier this year, I was doing a, I thought this class online, well, not online, the class was in a room, but as a part of the teaching the class, I got offered to do, asked to do like a talk at a company. And I was like, you know, I'm going to bring my son, you know, come just be there with me and yeah. and also, you know, kind of go into this company and see like the way that they operate and see their space. And because um, I think it's important that, you know, your children, if if possible to see whatever their parental parent parental units you know both of them do like where are they when they're not with us yeah you know what are they doing what is um how are they present in the world because you know you can like describe and they can have an idea of what it is you do and I mean especially what you do as a journalist 
where it's like, well, I know he goes to these meetings and he's on his computer and he's typing stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know exactly what he's doing, though, like, or yeah. how much time and energy goes into that. Um, you know, but seeing seeing the way my kids respond to other people responding to me and my wife as we, like, you know, are doing whatever things we're doing in the community of the world. Yeah. It's like, it's always sort of like I, I learn I become aware of something every time. They're like, well, well, why is that person talking to you? You know, those, those are like the question is like, you guys know everybody. And we're like, well, we don't know everybody, but we, we know yeah. a fair amount of people because we're, you know, out here. But I don't know. Right. It seems like everywhere we go, somebody knows you. And I'm like, all right. I mean, you know, I suppose it might also <laughs> yeah. be, you know, biased by where I go. I may only go where you know people. But just that sort of dynamic, though, that then yeah. if they think of you in one way now they have a more expanded view like okay that's what my that's what my dad does my father he's like yeah you know wow that guy really likes my father like that kind of deal like yeah. that's, i think that's important um uh do you think is there anything uh that you really would like like to you know make sure that you, that your son sees from either at your work or something that you'd like to to do work on not to hope you not to spill your hand too much here. I don't want to mess up. You got some, some irons uh-huh. in the fire, but just to make you know that that you think is important to you that they see you that he sees you working on any like topics or subjects of that nature. Just I mean, just seeing me work. I mean, whether that's me sitting on a computer with ninety eight percent of the time, that's what it is. <laughs> but um, but knowing that like I'm working and not just like on there playing a game or, yeah. or something like that. You know, and he's fifteen. You know, he's gonna play games. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at a certain point, you have to figure out all the other useful properties of the computer and, and the and the <laughs> iPhone, the iPad. And, again, I just want to model behavior, you yeah. know. Um, and, I mean, in socializing, too, which is becoming a, a more important thing for me mm-hmm. to try to model because, you know, we, we like our children are, live, are living in a, they're living in a milieu where communication methods are a lot different than how you and I communicated with yeah. people when we were 15, yeah. right? And I don't know that lang- you know, their language that well. I'm not on Snapchat, and I have maybe an elementary-level understanding of how to use emojis on, mm-hmm. on text. <laughs> but, you know, but this is like the currency of, right, of, you know, of communication with them. And so... For all I know, when they get older, that might be the only way that people communicate is through emojis <laughs> and Snapchat. But I want to be able to model, I don't want to say more normal socializing kind of methods, but, but I, you know, I, I, I noticed that like a lot of kids, because they're so enmeshed in what's on their screen, mm. they're oftentimes um, like very... Uh, normal or dare I say traditional ways of communicating with other men often aren't present, you mm-hmm. know. So looking a person straight in their eyes, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> answering <laughs> questions in complete sentences. <laughs> I, I I can't even say that I was the best at this yeah. when I was 15, you know. But again, as I got older, I had to think about the men who raised me yeah. and how they communicated, you know, in a very straightforward way i'm not trying to like reinforce like no old patriarchal you know traditional whatever masculine forms or norms of 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 what's considered being a man but 
being able to communicate in like some kind of universal way where like people can we can talk regardless of gender gener- generation age you know um so being so me being out in public and talking to another man looking him in the eye uh enunciating again talking complete sentences i mean for whatever reason like this is a form of communication and socialization i feel like i have to model for my son um because you know either because he's young or and or because their generation just communicates differently i just feel like that needs to be there yeah i think and i i think the the maintenance of you know there's a way you can be present for someone or, 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 you know, seeing, you know, seeing you be gracious, you know, when somebody yeah. comes, maybe give you a compliment, right. Yeah. seeing like the way that you take that, seeing um, the way when you need to get information and it's really critical that you maybe get someone's attention while showing them like respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that might, that's the, uh, the kind of um, stuff that can be lost in the digital age where it's like, right. You know, I sent well, I sent I sent some messages and I and I and I and I typed on it and I went on Facebook, which I never go on Facebook, and I went on Facebook, went on that, I went on like, yeah, you know I'm saying I went to the two other social networks that they don't use that much yeah. and I don't care for to try to get their attention. And it's like, well, maybe they just needed to hear you. Maybe you needed to call so they could hear your voice and they could understand how urgent it was for you to get this information, like those sorts of sensibilities. Um, because that's something I find myself you know, sometimes being concerned, you know, with my son and my daughter and like letting them know like it's cool to use the tools that y'all use and the way you and your peers interact. Right. Um, but I also don't want you to miss out on stuff because you didn't do something that might have been might appear uh outside your bubble. You know what I mean? That like right. Yeah. The other people you need to talk to, they might be waiting for that phone call. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that also another side effect of people, and I'm, I don't, I'm not just gonna say young people, but but um, just people of all people today, like you know, because we become so like um, glued to screens, that it, it becomes easier to ignore people who are already the most ignored. You know, like homeless people, or even like you know people of color. Um, you could walk the streets and just not ever see these people. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to model out of that, you know, <laughs> like yeah. just being able to, to see people, um, especially those who are used to not being seen and like speak to them and, you know, compliment them all that, you know, just, I don't know. These could be like old romantic notions of like <laughs> communicating and, you know, how you interact with people in the streets. But I, I think there's a lot of value in that yeah. that I'm trying to preserve. Yeah. Well, I, I think that I think that those that are adept at balancing that in the, in our future will will be able to to make certain moves because I, I just I, it's an old language, but I don't think it's a language that's going anywhere. Like humans, yeah. humans are social entities; we 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 exist in groups. Yeah, and I don't think any level of uh, at least any level of technological advancement that I've seen will will totally remove sort of the value of somebody like, man, I really like hanging out with that person. Yeah. It's really they were like they made me feel really warm when I was sitting with them. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. What I'm like I, I just don't think that gets old. I think that's always And there's probably good. an emoji for that, but right. it doesn't it it doesn't feel as good as just somebody just saying that. Or it does. You know? 
Fair enough, indeed. Um, cool. Um, that's the, the the root core of 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 my piece that I like to do. Oh, I got that. Um, I would say, yeah, the um, thing I would probably want to just ask you, and we can we can do this as a as a as a close because I think what I would like to do is maybe sometime in the future, yeah, um, have a discussion with you maybe more in depth about sort of the work you do in terms of journalism and, and where I would have more time to like prepare a, a conversation that's more specific about that and I don't want okay. I don't and I think you have a level of experience um in depth in that world that I wouldn't want to try to do it in 10 minutes in a, oh okay. in, in a, yeah. I mean that's how I feel it's mean, all good word out. so <laughs> I lay I, I laid it out for you you want to do something to take us out with a little more uh lightheartedness uh something something it is funny you ask me this um One sec. So I just so I just drove back from DC. That's usually my podcast time, but every once in a while I like throw on a, a album um or streaming album or whatever. Um and one of the podcasts that I was listening to, they were talking about um miseducation of Lauren Hill, because I guess this is the twentieth anniversary of that album. Which means yeah, we or Officially old, old AF. Um, but they were, you know, they, they were talking about that album. Uh, caused me to, but actually, let me fast forward. So they were talking about miseducation, but you know, you can't talk about miseducation without talking about the MTV Unplugged Lauren Hill album that came out years after that. And um. And so, yeah, they were talking about it, and they were the podcast people, and they were giving it kind of like a renewed perspective or, or, or even like a respect for the album that I think the album did not get many years ago. And so I remember in college, or was I in college? Or maybe I graduated by then. But I remember when it came out, for whatever reason, I really enjoyed that Unplugged album. Like I, like I thought she was, Lauren was just speaking all kinds of truths that needed to be heard. And like, I was like impressed that she had learned how to play the guitar, or at least kind of learned how to play the guitar. Um, so I just thought it was a dope album. I, I mean, I don't think a lot of other people thought it was a dope album back then. I think I remember it getting a lot of bad reviews, but, um, but anyway, after listening to that podcast, driving back from D.C., I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to this Unplugged album again because I haven't, I, it's probably been at least 10, 15 years since I listened to it. And I was listening to it, and I was like, no, I was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is bad. This like, is not what you, what you remember. Like, she, like she's, she's definitely telling some truths, yeah. and I could feel her. But this guitar playing is bad. Every, like, song sounds the same. <laughs> like, I don't know if she... I was like, I could have swore I was able to decipher every <laughs> lyric back then. I had no idea what she was talking about right. in like eighty percent of the songs, and then I felt bad because I was like, wow, like am I like, am I fronting on Lauryn Hill? Like am I like am I you know like I used to love this, you yeah. know, like what happened? And I don't know, like the people in the podcast, they had like found a new love for it. And I couldn't hear it, yeah. so I don't. You know, maybe it's a bad example, but no, I it's, think it's. <laughs> I think the. I mean, I think it's. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like I've, I've had to come to a realization about Nas, that <laughs> I like Illmatic, and I like the second album, 
but there's a whole lot of other stuff. Yeah, there's a whole lot of other stuff that not like I, I realize like I don't really try to catch up on all the other records. Did and, you listen to Nazir? Nah, really. The Kanye one? Oh, no, I, nah, nah, I ain't listen to that at all. Yeah, I'm, that's on the. At some point, I'll get to it. But like, I okay. really. But part of me doesn't. But part of what I'm saying is, I have a, I have an itch about who I think he is that mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable assigning a lot of like high minded thinking to what he says in raps. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I've been challenged about who I think he is as a person. That makes me kind of go. I mean, you might be because of the Khalid stuff. Or? Well, actually, before the Khalid stuff, like I oh, realized, right. like I've had just sort of like a. You kind of talk like you know what you're talking about, but I don't know if you really know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so I distance. Yeah. I realized I distanced myself, and the reason I've had to go, maybe I don't like you as much. Like I like, <laughs> I like your man. Like I like, like because I know what that is, and that, and, that, and that sits with me in a certain place in my mm-hmm. own who I was. Yeah, but it's other stuff where I'm like I don't know, and even Lauren's like I like you, Lauren, but you know. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm struggling. I baby. like miseducation. Like, I like miseducation, but... <laughs> and there's a whole lot of other stuff. I'm like, eh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's cool. I take the best part. Like, I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's all right. I think that's the, you know, is uh, what is it? Whoever. I mean, some people say don't meet your heroes. Not even meet either one of these people. But also, I think it's just the thing of like, you you realize that maybe you like certain parts of something that people didn't. You don't like everything. Yeah, and, and I think that's okay. Yeah, I'm 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 a little bit there with Nas. Yeah. I still have a lot of disillusionment about yeah. Nas, but yeah. like if I'm honest with myself, <laughs> like, yeah. I haven't enjoyed an album from him like oh, yeah. Yeah. in a very long time. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah and, I mean and like, I like life is good, but yeah. yeah, indeed. And also just for the record, not dismissing the Khalise uh situations as in any way unbounded. That actually bolsters my discomfort yeah like it kind of goes like okay like you know you that dude too yeah you know what i mean and um so yeah you know i mean yeah that's life yeah as it goes Word up. um so we're getting to a closure point for our conversation anything you want to just add for the good of the order good of the universe oh man um I, 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 there's not one thought that I could okay. download <laughs> that quickly. I mean, yeah. um, nah, it's, I just, yo, I love the podcast thing. Like I listen to them a lot. All right. I think that I, and then I'll be like, yo, I could do a podcast, but then like, I know I can't really do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I'm not nice with the audio equipment, right. you know, I, I, I'm not in love with my voice. So right. like, <laughs> okay, well, I would say this, um, like a lot of things, we, well, I'll put it like this as, uh, as a, an associate mind would, would find um, entertaining. Due to the way music works, we can all put, a mu- put an album of some sort out there. Mm-hmm. The technology and the equipment is available and the delivery means. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good thing. <laughs> right. You know? exactly. So I encourage because I believe as a as a device and as a as a as a media lane, yeah. um, there's a place for it and there's a place for different types of podcasts from yeah. from the, the very highly structured and uh edited and like man, it's almost like a radio documentary. Yeah. Like that's just that to the like the almost kind of Day to day blog type where somebody just gets up, says something for twenty minutes every day, and they're like podcast, boom, listen yeah. to that. 
Yeah. Right. There's a, that wide swath um, of options. Um, within that, though, and the thing I've learned in the time I've put into this is that it's a lot harder to put out something that's close to hopefully what you're you're intending and yeah. that your hope has the value that you want. So I encourage you if you if you really feel like you got something you want, put on tape to go for it. I may but just also, stay in my lane yeah. with the keyboard, you know. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> let, let the, you know, let, let the people who are the masters at podcasts and do, you know. Word up. Keep doing that. All right, well. Yeah, but I appreciate being on your podcast. So, hey, well, yeah. I thank you for, having, you know, for joining me. Um, be mock as I know you, Britain mock. Um, is there anything like should I tell people where they can find you on the internet? Or oh, um, search for you, anything, yeah, like the, social media. I mean, I write for citylab.com, c i t y l a b dot com. Got to make that distinction because somebody thought I was saying shitty lab <laughs> once. So we don't want, we don't want, I don't want people going to shitty lab. Yeah, don't um, do that. But city lab, that's where you can find my stuff. All right. Um, well, yeah. Brenton, thank you. Thank you. Man. I appreciate you. Yeah, and, um, same here. You know, this has been the Ask Your Old Head podcast with Justice Raji. Peace. <laughs>